0: a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dyke Hewitt Mills.
1: Hallelujah. Father, we are grateful once again for the great blessing that we have in your presence. Guide us powerfully, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you may be seated at home wherever you are. Tonight's flow revival. I want to share. It's about about the ministry. So, if you are not interested in the ministry, I suggest that you turn off your phone or your TV or whatever. Cause it's about ministry. Being in the ministry. Wow. Amen. Amen. And I know that you're going to be blessed as you watch, but if you are not interested in ministry, I suggest that you turn it off. Amen. Now I'm going to share with you a kind of a prophetic, um, message. So it may be a little mystical, but I don't want you to be put off by the mystery of it. Because God's working for the Lord is mysterious. So tonight I'm sharing with you about how, and it's something that I want to be sharing about because I realize that many times when people are on the mission field, they don't know this, what I'm going to talk about. So, um, it is the subject is how to be a head pastor. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> how to be a head pastor. Wow. All right. Are you excited about that? Yes. How to be a head pastor. Wow. And that is a very important subject how to be a head pastor amen so we're going to look at 2nd Samuel chapter 22 now 2nd Samuel chapter 22 like I said, it's a little prophetic and mysterious, but it's good to have some mysterious things apart from the clear ones. So, <laughs> and David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. Amen. Amen. Now, this is the end of David's life. The David's life is found in 1st and 2nd Samuel. And then after that you come to Kings then right at the beginning of Kings David dies and then um, Solomon comes into power from the Kings from about second first Kings chapter two between one and two he's handing over power and then he dies but Second Samuel ends in chapter 24. So in Second Samuel chapter 22, David is rounding up, and he's reminiscing, speaking and speaking by the Holy Spirit, describing spiritually what God has done for him. Are you with me? I'm trying to help you to understand where we are in First and Second Samuel. If you didn't do BK in school, BK is Bible Knowledge. Yes, what do you call it in JSS? RME. I don't know if you do First. You do First and Second Samuel. No, I didn't get there. So, uh, in, in Second Samuel, King David is now speaking about his experiences uh, as the leader of uh, Israel. Many things happened to him. And um, through this, uh, it's, it's not a psalm, but it's like a psalm. You learn... A lot of things about how to be a head pastor and all the way down in verse 43 of second samuel 22 david says then did i beat them as small as the dust of the earth did he beat who his enemies david's life was all about fighting to create the kingdom or to lead, not create, but lead a kingdom that was handed over to him, be the head. And he said, I did beat them small as the dust of the earth. He was fighting all the time. I did stamp them as the mire of the street. All right. I did stamp them as the mire of the street, which is mud, clay. And I did spread them abroad. He's trying to explain how much he defeated his enemies. Alright? Then in verse 44, he says, thou hast delivered me from the strivings of my people. You you've saved me from the plenty talking the the efforts that were made against me and the things that happened to try to dethrone me destabilize me and to neutralize me in the ministry and then he said you can align that thou has kept me to be the head thou hast kept me to be the head of the heathen. A people which I knew not shall serve me. So you see that David is saying that you kept me as the head. You helped me to be the head. God helped him to be the head pastor or the head warrior. The head of The heathen. The head of Israel. It was God who kept him. Otherwise he would have lost his position. And a people which I knew not shall serve me. You know when God calls you he calls people to serve you. But who can make people serve you? Only God. In verse 45, he says, Strangers shall submit themselves unto me. And as soon as they hear, they shall be obedient unto me. Yes. <laughs> Are you there? Yes. So, again, he's describing the submission of people. To his leadership and it's like people that he doesn't know because what it is is that every leader is leading strangers if you take any any president when he comes into power he has to appoint I think about 5,000 people yes ministers of state Even the ministers alone about about, a hundred. Then deputy ministers another hundred. And then ambassadors, diplomats, and then board chairmen. Every board, special advisors. District Chief Executive, MCEs. Many, many, and then members of boards. You have to select members of boards. So in a sense, he doesn't know the people. You can't know them. That's why sometimes, you know, you appoint somebody and then later on it becomes a problem. And then also... The people, for instance, in our country, in the, in the, the ranks of our country, <laughs> the Ghanaians, fellow Guineans, <laughs> what happens is that when you want a minister, there must be a certain percentage of the ministers must be members of the parliament. Do you understand? So because of that, sometimes they, they have already, they don't have anybody in the parliament whom they can make. So there must be a percentage, like 50%, something like 50% have to come from the parliament. So now you don't know any more parliamentarian who can be. So you need to appoint some other person. So in order to appoint that person, you have to appoint a parliamentarian to balance. So that's how come you have ministers of state. Then you take one from the parliament and then another one that you really want. And the <laughs> one that you don't really want to balance so that the 50% is never. Uh you never go out of the 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 law. So you have to keep on appointing one here, one there, one here, one there. People you don't need. It's amazing. So leadership is about leading also strangers. I, I mean in my position, I get a lot of messages on my phone, and I don't know many of the people. I will say, Strangers shall submit themselves unto me. As soon as they hear, they shall be obedient. Are you with me? Yes. yes. Now, strangers shall fade away, and they shall be afraid out of their closed places. So, back to verse 44. Thou hast delivered me from the strivings of my people or the contentions, the quarrels, the talking. Do you see? Now being a pastor of a church is 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 being a leader of human beings. I don't know if you understand. Mm-hmm. And human beings have almost the same characteristics everywhere. The strivings of the people. Different opinions. Different ideas. Different ways of talking. Different, and you see that deception is there. Betrayal is there. Wickedness is there. Everybody has an ambition. All kinds of things. So, this scripture is David's point thou has kept me to be the head of the heathen you made me the head pastor and I've been able to be a head pastor and be able to lead these people up till today you have kept me to be the head so anyone who wants to be in the ministry must be aware That indeed, it's by God's power and by God's grace that you can ever be the head of anything and and be the leader of anything. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, how to be head pastor? We start from verse one. I didn't say I was going to say everything today. I'm just talking with you. Sharing with you. Amen. Are you there? Yes. So if you want to be a a successful head missionary, you must know that it is God who can make you to be there. You see, for people to submit to you and to lead you, it needs God. Because some people feel you know, if you are wicked, or if you are hard, people will obey you. Not necessarily. It's not like that. When you see a person leading, and people are submitted, like he says, strangers shall submit, it's a wonder. Because one of the most difficult groups to lead are Human beings. You know, if you look at Jesus, by the time he was going to heaven on the Mount of Olives, he was left with Mary, his mother, Mary Magdalene and John. That was the whole thing that he was left. The whole city had said crucify him. The, the apostles had, one was, had committed suicide. One, The head, the one that he appointed as the head had said recently that he doesn't know Jesus from anywhere. And then the other disciples had gone. They were nowhere to be found. Everybody for himself. So, it's not a, it's not a small thing to lead human beings. But Jesus said, the Bible says Jesus did not commit himself to them, John, to that he knew what was in man. Even Jesus didn't say you shouldn't marry. But he didn't marry. You know, when you are following somebody, sometimes you have to watch what the person does. Okay. Yeah. Not even what he says. Yes. He didn't tell anybody not to marry. But he himself didn't marry. He said, me, I should marry. No way. He knew. He did not commit himself. He did not commit himself. He knew all men. John 2, 24. He knew. I know you. I will not commit when I marry you before I realize I will not like the tone of your voice and your cold shoulder. So we are going to study how to be a head pastor. <laughs> are you sure you want to learn all these things? Yeah? All right. Verse two. And he said, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. Amen. Amen. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, and my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. Now, I don't think we understand it because it sounds more like a song. So if I want to, I want to translate it into modern English. What he's saying is that the Lord is my (laughs) AK-47. Yes. Yes. And my pistol. You get it? And the Lord is my bodyguard. <laughs> the God of my rock in him will I trust. He is my shield. That means that he's my bullets. My bulletproof car. The horn of my salvation. My bulletproof vest. He is my machine gun. My high tower. My refuge. He's my underground tunnel. And my tank. My refuge. My savior. He's my aircraft carrier. And my F-35. Stealth bomber. The Lord is my bomber. (laughs) Uh, Are you getting the translation? Yeah. The The Lord is all my weapons. I mean for somebody to say that. You know it's like when we said, we're well, we binding corona. So, so you cannot bind corona. Or you cannot fight. You cannot fight people with, who are armed with just prayers. But David said, the Lord is my horn, my AK-47, my shield, my grenade, my bullet, my long bullet, my sniper, my sniper gun. Is the Lord. My 26 mile long gun is God. One of our Healing Jesus campaign uh, bodyguards, he's, um, he's a soldier in the British Army. And when I asked him what work he does, he says he shoots a gun. And I said, he it says it's a special gun and it shoots 26 miles. Do you know 26 miles? 26 miles is uh, about 40 kilometers. Wow. That means that it shoots from here, from Accra to Winneba. Hey, yes. From Accra to Winneba, is about 40 kilometers. And even from Accra, almost getting to Suhum. Yes. That's a gun that he shoots. That's a gun that he fires. So, This one is saying God God is my 26 mile gun. So you realize that David mentioned all the types of weapons. Horns, high towers, refuge, uh, uh, shield, shield, rock, God is my, the God of my rock. Because you can't stand on, on... You know, one time I watched... A, um, uh, there was a fight between... You know, this... It was a fight. This army and this army. And there was a wise old man... Who said... We can win. But the people said we cannot win. And then the leader decided to trust the old man... Who was an, a very experienced warrior... And he told her, how can we win? He said, we will attack them tomorrow morning if it rains tonight. Yes, if it rains tonight. He said, it's going to rain. If it rains, we attack in the morning. So he said, why? He said, oh, when it rains, he said, this place is going to be very muddy. And we will take off our armor and they will have their armor on. They will get stuck in the mud and we will be free.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. So that is where you realize that you need a rock to stand on. But they were going to be standing in mud. And they slaughtered them. They slaughtered them because of the mud. So where is it? The God of my rock. In him will I trust. He is my shield. The horn of my salvation. In other words, he's my key. He's my main key. So to be a solid head pastor and be able to say, this is verse 3, to be able to join David in verse 44, and say, thou hast kept me to be the head. You get it? It's not a small thing. And you realize that to be kept to be the head is God, it's about God, and your closeness to God, and your connection to God. So to be a head pastor, Is about your connection to God and the extent to which you trust in God. It is when you move away from God that your ability to control people changes. People don't obey what I'm saying because I'm a doctor or because of my family background or my color or my height or my eyes. Do you understand? It's a God factor. Thou has kept me to be the head. So you are on a mission field and then you don't pray while watching videos, watching Netflix, watching series upon series. Do you see what I'm saying? And you want to gain control over people and for strangers to submit themselves to you as soon as they hear you. It's not going to be like that. Because God is not your rock. Netflix is your rock. Series, this is your rock. What are the other things you've been watching? The other things, a way of watching things. Series, movies, Champions League. Huh? YouTube, Internet, games. All these are your mainstay. But for David, God was his rock. In him will I trust. He is my shield. Even though he was known to be so bloody and to be such a wild killer, his real defense was God. His relationship with God. His closeness to God, his connection to God. His connection to God was not second hand, it was not through a third party. Some of you, you are close to God only through someone. Because someone is in your life, that's why you are close to God. If that person is not in your life, you will not be close. It's like marriage. You have married a bank manager, but you married a pastor. It's not that you have such a calling. The one who proposed to you was the pastor, not the bank manager. Intina, you are now the pastor's wife. It's not that like you are some super spiritual person and you are sitting in front in the church as though there is some special spirit and grace that came upon you in your youth when you decided to serve the Lord. No, 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 no. If the MTN manager had married you, you would have married him. If this ambassador had married you, you'd have married him. That's the truth. So, some of us are close, seem close to God in a second-hand way. It's like through a second-hand, you are close. Third-party closeness. Are you with me? But David was not close to God because of anybody or his father or his sister or his brother. He... It's unique in his relationship with God. Clearly. And you can see that from the Psalms and the things that he sang. You know? Hallelujah. So, I want to say that the first thing is for your closeness to God and your dependency on God, for what people depend on in the natural, you depend on God for. You in the natural, you know, when you are not using human power, when you are not using the spiritual power from God, you use manipulation. You manipulate people. You say this to this person. You say that to that person. You try to get favors. You analyze. So this one likes dreams. I'll talk to him about dreams. This one likes to talk about food. I'll talk about food. This one is like this. So I'll say this. I'll say this to this. So I'll say this. And he keep on weaving and manipulating and maneuvering in order to get favor here, get favor there, be liked here, be liked there, you say to this one, I really appreciate you. When you go to this one, you say, I really like you. And those things don't give you real power. Mm -hmm. Trusting in God, thou has kept me to be the head. Mm -hmm. Thou has kept me to be the head. Mm -hmm. Thou has kept me from the strivings of the people. People are always striving. There are always meetings going on that you don't know about. There are phone calls going on that you don't know about. Yes. There are always people having discussions. maybe as I speak now, they're having discussions. are people maybe discussing me. What can you do about that? You know, the other day I was watching a movie about um, a UN, United Nations, one of the highest people there. And this was during the war in Baghdad. When he got there, he didn't like what the American forces were doing. So he said no he cannot keep this army united states army here to control this country and he said if it was my country i would not like to have an army of a foreign government nation roaming the streets and controlling so he was not happy and he said no he's going to see the leaders of the people and so on. The American political head called him. He said, look, Uh, I want want to tell you something. (laughs) 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 Listen. And as I listened to his word, I said, this is how politicians talk. This was just a movie. He said, he called him to side and said, I just want you to know, you know something? Washington likes you. Then he continued. and he said, and the president also likes you. But what you are doing doesn't help things. Doesn't what? Help things. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Then the man said, like what? He said, having a meeting with this other man that you had a meeting with doesn't help things at all. So you see, he was maneuvering. You get it? Yes, he was maneuvering. There is power play. Politics. This one likes you. Be careful; you don't let this one stop liking you. Because this one likes you, and that one to like you, and that. all kinds of power plays. Be careful. Hey. Are you listening to me? Yeah. But you need to ask yourself: Where does your power come from? Your power. Who is your horn? Who is your refuge? Who is your tower? Is it Washington? Is it the castle? Is it somebody? But as for David, he said, God is my rock. It's my horn. It's my spear. It's my AK 47. It's my sniper's gun. It's my bullet uh, bulletproof vest. It's my tanker. Yes, God. So I want to ask you, where do you want to get your power from? By talking to the richest man and making friends with this business person and getting power by being nice with this. you soon run out of options because human beings are so diverse. This one likes you. This one doesn't like. This one likes what you say. This one likes how you speak. There are people who really like the way I speak. And there are people who feel I'm unpredictable. We don't know what I'll say next. Yes, there are some people who really like the way I speak. They said, oh, this guy, man, is a really honest. There are some people who said, this guy, you can't tell what he's going to say next. (laughs) (laughs) Who do I want to please? Yes. So, the Lord is my rock. And I want to encourage you to see that where people use human power your trust is in god and you look to god and that's where you see one of the tests you'll find yourself being tested one day will be vengeance yes vengeance you see many films are about vengeance films are about deception traitors or betrayal and vengeance do you see yes Mostly, these are... Good ones, good. Yeah, the films are, have all these. <laughs> Vengeance. And you see that for the film to work, these elements need to be there. But this is interesting to us. <laughs> that's how we are. We are really some way. You get it? Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. And one day, you will learn that all these things You have to trust in God. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Yes. A time will come when you realize that. This thing, eh, I'll leave you to God. I'll leave you to God. But you see, we want to take up, not a cross. You don't want to take up a cross. But we want to take up a knife and go and avenge yourself but you, need, you will need to learn how to trust God to do what humans usually try to do. That I'll leave it with God. Are you with me? Yes. yes. Hey. So let God be your everything. Amen. And uh, you can't control people just because they've called you the head pastor. You know, because being appointed as a head pastor, honestly, people may not accept your appointment. You know, one day I started a church and I appointed someone as a head pastor, and immediately there was a reaction. So, ah, you know, there are many people who have felt I should appoint them and I didn't appoint them, and they were angry. I didn't appoint them. And sometimes I was surprised that they thought I would appoint them. (laughs) I was surprised that they thought that I would appoint them. But they thought that I would appoint them. When I was leaving, I appoint them and make put them in charge. But I didn't. I've had a number of experiences. I can give you maybe seven. Like that. Different people. Thought I would appoint them. But I didn't. Yeah. So, I may appoint you and there will be an immediate reaction against you because I appointed you. So that doesn't really make you the head. Being appointed. God has to make you the head. Thou has kept me to be the head. So rise up in the spirit and become close and dependent on God. So God will speak for me. Some people feel I have to. I have to answer. I'll. I'll speak. I'll. I'll explain. You'll explain. When you even finish explaining, they, 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 they've not even changed their mind. Those who love you, they don't need explanations. No, no, no. Kenneth Hagen. When you listen to his, the, the, his funeral. You see, the people kept giving testimonies. They said, "Brother Hagen." You not say anything about anything. He said one of the one of his guys whom he trained. Hey, the guy became angry. He spoke, he was saying so many things. And they came to Brother Hagen and he said, Leave it, leave him. He said the man was very strong talking. I said, it's okay. Leave it. He never answered anything. He never answered anything. Just leave it. That was Kenneth Hagin. He didn't answer any question. Yeah, God was his rock. Yeah. And people will think this. It's okay. Think it. And we we'll see whether your thoughts are what promote me. Well, God keeps you to be the head. You think everybody like David? Look, if you do study BK, don't study it. But if you do, you get even ideas which are not helpful you know they will tell you that the book of first and second samuel was written by somebody from the tribe of judah and so they made king david look good and they made saul look like a bad person but it was slanted because of this and that and you even be amazed at the analysis that they make if you think david was liked by everybody you don't even know he had a cool guitar almost at the day the day he was about to die they were still doing cools <laughs> yes, they tried to bring in Adonijah instead of Solomon. Yes, and all his old commanders, Joab. And that's why he wrote, he said, Thou hast kept me to be the head. Thou hast kept me to be the head. How to be a head pastor? Thou hast kept me to be the head. Thou hast kept me to be the head. Be the head. Only God can keep you to be the head. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Leadership is not something you can force your way into. Neither can headship be something that you can ever engineer. Amen. Beautiful. Verse 4. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Amen. So shall I be saved from mine enemies? Amen. 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 Now, here David is showing the second key to being a head pastor is calling on the Lord. Prayer. I will call on the Lord. So shall I be saved. You see, I will call on the Lord. If you look in your Bible, I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Colon. Colon. The, word, the next thing is colon. Punctuation. Colon. Which means, that is to say I will so shall I be saved from my enemies. That's how I'll be saved from my enemies. By prayers. By calling on the Lord. Thou has kept me to be the head. Are you listening? Yes. 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 I will call on the Lord. So you see, we've been praying and you notice the prayer meetings we've been having. We can pray easily for four hours, three hours, two hours. The time just goes. If you join the prayer, you realize that, you know, you are being able to pray for hours, hours and hours. If we have wanted to continue, we could have been praying Five hours, six hours, seven hours, endlessly. We just be, there's a lot to pray about. <laughs> Is it not true? Yes. So I love, I like, I like that that part. That. Thou has kept me to be the head. It's, you you kept me. They would have removed me. They would have dethroned me. They would have set me aside. They would have formed another something. There would have been meetings. Hey. Kashiko Makaya. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Are you there? So, you must become a specialist in calling upon the Lord. Yes. Show me your prayer life and I'll show you why you should be the head. Show me your prayer life. I'll show you why you should be the head. That you pray more than anybody else. Yes. I'll show you why you, 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 God will keep you as the head. Because you are the closest to him. Even me in my small world. My small organization. If you ask me why I appoint people. One of the commonest unspoken reasons is because I know the person or the person talks to me. I don't like appointing people that don't talk to me. Like if you don't actually talk to me. I don't, I don't like appointing you. Because I might as well appoint the piano. <laughs> or I might as well appoint the poop. Because the poopy doesn't speak to me. Hello? 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 Say something. Say something. It's always silent. Hello? 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 Are you there? No sound. Quietness, non-communication is a reason for your rejection. When you go and buy a home second-hand car, you hear what I'm saying? Do you understand? Home second hand. (laughs) Second hand. Just second hand. Home, it means something else. (laughs) You see that this car has been used for 15 years. And you are about to buy it. Now, it may look good. But there's some questions that come up in your mind what has this car done before? <laughs> why are they selling it? Why, why is it so cheap? Or why is it so expensive? The mysteries of that 15 year old car are what will make you say, you know, I don't, I don't like this car. I've changed my mind. Even if the car is newish. Once it's a second hand. Where has it been? What has it been doing? (laughs) One day I went to buy a a truck. And this truck looked newer than all the trucks that were being sold. (laughs) And It was so modern that it was automatic. In those days, tracks were not automatic. In 1992, tracks were not common. It was not common for a track. But this track was automatic. It was blue and it was newish. And amazingly, it was the only track that I could afford. (laughs) Of all the tracks (laughs) that were there. (laughs) Yes. And I decided to buy the truck. You see, that is why you see some people when they are older, they, they, they say, "Take this I, "Oh no, it's okay. Right. Marry this yourself, please. Too many dark spots. I don't know. Yes? yes. Too many mysteries. Anyway, <laughs> so I bought it, being young and without doing enough measurements. Mm-hmm. And I drove the truck away happily. Almost on the first job that the truck went to do, when the truck was full of sand, <laughs> and then the bucket goes up, ooh, then it got stuck. Nice. Yes. <laughs> but I had already paid, I'd already bought it. Now it was not working. Newish! That's what I'm saying that you need to know. Something. You you God needs to talk to you to know more. Just say, oh, it's new, it's nice, it's good. It's not yes. I spoke, The guys really spoke to me that this is a very, very good track. <laughs> now, I decided to go and fix the tipping motor because a tipper track has two motors. The engine motor and the motto for tipping the bucket. Yes. First job. First or second job. I don't know. So, as I was looking, where can this tipping motto be repaired? And I was shown a place. So, when we went, as soon as they saw the car, they said, ah. (laughs) We know this car. Yes. Oh, this car has been here. (laughs) We know this car. Yeah, it has a problem. It has this problem. We have repaired it even before. That's what I'm saying that if these people had spoken, I would have known more and understood more about what I was dealing with. That is why as time goes by, you end up appointing people who talk and who speak and who you know, because they communicate and there are fewer dark spots. It's true is the dark spots where you can't see from this time to this time is under covers. from this time to this time has disappeared from the history books. <laughs> Page 73 to page 82 are not in the book. (laughs) Ah. Page 96 to 99 are not there. Do you understand my message? That is why he said, I will call on the Lord. I will speak to him all the time. I will speak to him. I will talk to him. He will know me very clearly, very well. Watch out for quiet people. You will not be easily appointed. It's my nature to be quiet. You know, I've never yet seen a person who is quiet, who is truly quiet. No quiet person is quiet. He has where he speaks. Yes. Every person who you think is quiet is not quiet. You can take it from me and I'll offer you $10,000 bet with you (laughs) that the person talks. Not CDs. Dollars. Dollar. The person, yes, trumps dollars. (laughs) Yes. He or she who says they don't talk. They have the place that they talk. That place is there. You are not part of that group. That's all. Hey! Are you still around or you are leaving? I'm talking about how to be a head pastor. I'm saying that step number one is to be, take God as your rock. It's your main thing that you trust in. Number two is to call on the Lord. Talk to him. Keep talking. He will choose you. He will appoint you. He will keep you as the head. He will know you. He will appoint you. Are you there? Number three, when the waves of death come past me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Now, the waves of death come past me. You see, waves of death are waves which come towards someone whom God has appointed. When Jesus appointed, uh, what is his name? Peter. Just about three verses later, Satan took him on and started speaking through him. So Satan's seed came immediately. And Jesus had to say, Satan, get thee behind me. Why? Because he was appointed by God. Once God appoints you, the devil takes note of you and you become a target, a great target because of your appointment. That's why Paul said, a great door and effectual is open unto me, but there are many adversaries. Once a great door and effectual is open, it's like this is really your life. Go for it. Immediately, there are many adversaries. Many. Satan is intelligent and analyzing. They say, they say, we will go back. You see, we'll go back to the house where we were. It says they speak. They move in teams. They plan. And they know and they target. They see you as a house. And they never give up because they have nothing else to do. They don't work anywhere. They don't work anywhere. Yes. So, the waves of death. So, waves of elimination. A a head pastor has to overcome waves. When we say waves, it's this one comes, then this one comes. And this one comes, different types and waves are of different shapes and sizes. If you've ever swam in the sea, you'll notice that there are big waves. Those who surf, they go out and waves come by. They don't try to get on that wave because it's not big enough. So waves have big waves, small waves. Since I came into the ministry, I've seen many waves. If you like, go and stand in the water, you see one, another one comes, another one comes and now, don't swim in the if you come to Ghana, don't go into the water. Eh? It's very dangerous now, because they made a deeper harbour. deeper. It's changed all the currents, so it's going another way. You'll be standing there and it'll take you out. So it's very dangerous now. I used to swim there and go far, far out. You see me far when I when I shout, you can't hear me on the beach. That's how far I was. Wow. I wouldn't I would advise you to even go now. Five meters. <laughs> yes. And we we'll go there and we we'll wait for the next wave, and come in. Yes, we come with the wave.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, I used to come with waves, but there are different types of waves. One of thing about wave is that it's repetitive and it keeps coming one thing after another. I don't think I've ever seen a part of my life that looks peaceful to me. Yes. You no know, one Christian wife turned to her husband and said. You at all? You at all? When will you have peace? <laughs> I think it's a type of tree translation. Yeah. W- w- ukra, when will you have peace? You at all? When will you have peace? Yeah. <laughs> when will the waves stop? When will the waves stop? When the waves of death come past me. Amen. So you must overcome waves. Wave after wave. Different issues that come one not Complicated issues. That's what it means to be a head pastor. Self-government in the midst of waves. Decisions in the midst of waves. Now when you are in the water and the waves come, the wave can come actually move you. If you are standing, you even go off. It's, it's very strong. I always wonder why they don't use the sea to make electricity. Because of the strength in the sea. It's so strong. Yes. Pe- pe- people who have, what do you call, they respect it. You see, a very strong swimmer is in there and he can't come back. Very strong. Hmm? Yes. Waves. Satan wishing to kill you is one of the things that must be on your head all the time. He wants to finish you off. He wants to finish you wants your a precious life. Wave after wave. Wave after wave. And one day your wife may ask you, you are tall. When will you have peace? <laughs> are you there? Are you worried about my message? The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. One of the things you are going to realize you are dealing with is ungodly men. You see, even though we are in the church, the next thing is to overcome the floods of ungodly men. Ungodly men. What are ungodly men? Liars are ungodly men. Men and women. I don't know why the women don't protest that they are not included in this. I thought that there have been some demonstration that why do you say only men? Uh, (laughs) Why don't they they protest and say we want to be included? We are also there. Why do they say only ungodly men? Ungodly men and women. Floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Now, ungodly men all manners of all manner of ungodliness makes you afraid. Amen. And in the ministry, people can harm you and throughout your life and your ministry, you see that to be ahead is to resist the ungodly men all around you, men and women. That's why you may even wonder, why do I teach about loyalty? Where are the books? Bring, bring me the loyalty books. Yeah. Bring all the loyalty books to me. Get them out to me. Floods of ungodly men, those who accuse you, it's a flood. One of you is a devil, it's a flood. Those who pretend. No, one day I was preaching. There was a man who was about 72 years old. He has a big church. He sings a song that I always remember. I remember him for his song because it's one of the Maranatha songs. And I preach about loyalty and this Lord. When we finished, I thought he wasn't understanding my message. When I came for dinner, he said, Man, (laughs) 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 when you were preaching, Everything you said, I could picture somebody in my church. I could picture somebody. I saw a different person each time you were preaching. I could just picture. You are talking about this man. You are talking about this person. Flats of ungodly men made me. And these people make you afraid. One day I met one of these ungodly men. I couldn't sleep well for two weeks. Yes. Those who leave you. Floods of ungodly men. Those who leave you. You would not know until you become the head pastor. The head pastor. Those who are dangerous sons. It's your son. But it's a danger to you. You brought him up, appointed him, anointed him, did everything. But it's a danger to you. Like ham. Yes. Ham, ham, hammed. Ham, hammed. It's harmful. harmful. (laughs) Ham is harmful. Those who, are, those who are ignorant. Those who forget. I've had people who forgot how they came to be where they are. I, I, you know, I once had an uncle who used to always say the things he has done for people. <laughs> Do you understand? He, 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 would, he would say, I did this for this one. When your father did this, and your this, that, I did this for him. And his wife was getting, uh, going to have a child. I brought them to my house. I did this for her. I paid his school fees. I did this. I bought clothes. I bought books. I did this. He will say the things. You know, one time I spoke to him. He was now an old man. And I said, uncle, you must forgive. He said, I will never forgive. I will never forgive them. I will never forgive them. These people, flats of ungodly men. He said, I will never forgive them. Never. Never. He said, they have stolen my properties. They have stolen my houses. <laughs> <laughs> people, it's easy to be ahead and to care for people, you will be surprised. And because of him, you know, this particular uncle and the way he says what he has done for people. It's something I didn't like. So I felt that I should train myself not to say what I've done for people. So it's something I rarely say. What I've done for you. I did this, I did this, I did this. I don't like it. Occasionally. (laughs) Occasionally. I am forced. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Those who forget, force you to say, you, I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. Is it what you are saying today? Those who are proud. Yes. Those who are proud. Hey. Pride is at the root of every Samway person is proud. There's nothing like a Samway person who is not proud. Floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Yes. Your heart beats when you remember them. That's why my first reaction when somebody is someone say, Go here, I'll go here. Go here, I'll go here. Go here, I'll go. Anywhere, choose anywhere. Go this side, I'll go this side. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. said, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere, to, you know, be, be here, I'll be here. Be here, I'll be. I've done it all my life. It's a problem. I go here, you go here. I go here, you go here. I I beg you. Yes. Floods of ungodly men have made me afraid. Just live your life. I also lead my life. Loyalty and disloyalty. And another one to come those who betray you. Yes. Flats. Are you still with me in the church? Yes. Hmm. (laughs) Now. Verse number six. I'm talking about how to be a head pastor. Very interesting topic. Let's look at verse 44 again because our time is going and I want us to See verse 44. Thou has delivered me from the strivings of my people. Thou hast kept me to be the head of the heathen. A people which I knew not shall serve me. Wow, I love that scripture. Do you love that scripture too? God yeah. has kept me to be the head. Back to verse number 6. Priscilla, are you ready? Right. I want you to sing this up for me. Notice, verse 6. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. Sorrows of hell compassed me about. And the snares of death prevented me. Now, one of the things that I know will surprise you. I'm talking about being a head pastor. I'm not talking about being a pastor. I'm talking about the head pastor. The main head in your island, in your team, in your group. You know, one day I sent somebody on a mission and he was trying to control the people, the assistants. Then he turned to his assistant and said, Satan, get thee behind me. You know? And I think he said it more than once. You know, Satan, you have to take your time before you call somebody Satan. It's a bit fast. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yes. You take your time. That's not how to make people obey. Whoa. People will not obey because you call them names. Or even because, before you diagnose them. The fact that you diagnose somebody well. Or you even describe the person. Say you did this, you did this. You, you walk on the stones of fire. You did this, you did this. So you are Satan. <laughs> it doesn't mean he will accept it. Yes sorrows of hell compass me about one of the things you are going to need as a pastor is to head pastor is to overcome sorrow yes you know I read Rick Joyner's book years ago and I didn't, I didn't understand it if you, if you like go and read it I think it's final quest chapter 1 I think it's chapter 1 or chapter 3 But he's talking about pastors who didn't make it to the highest level. And couldn't make it to the thrones. And he said many of them fell for different reasons. And one of the reasons was discouragement. Yes, discouragement. It's easy to be discouraged. Yesterday, I I looked on my phone. One of my missionaries has sent me a picture of the church hall that he was meeting in and just a few people had come to. He says most of his members have vanished. And that's even I think before the corona. I don't know about now that corona has come. Even before corona the people have have, vanished, have much more during corona. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. Sorrows. How to resist sorrow? Personal sorrows. Ministry sorrows. The sorrows of hell. Hell is a place of hopelessness. Have come past me about the snares of death. Prevented me. So you need to be able to overcome personal sorrows. The sorrows of hell. And in my experience... Sadness has been one of the repeated experiences of my life in my ministry. At the head, sadness on sadness on sadness. (laughs) There are times I I sat all night long, sitting in a chair, just trying to understand. But I know it's difficult for you to understand. Because everything looks wonderful, but it's not like that. It's not as it seems. My father told me one. My father called me one day and gave me some advice. He said, I just want to tell you one thing. I said, What does he say? It's not as it seems. <laughs> Everything is not as it seems to be. <laughs> First, I come, let's sing this song. Just have patience. Don't let the sorrows of hell come past
3: you.
1: (laughs) So, as we wait, look at verse 7. Amen. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my god and he did hear my voice out of his temple and my cry did enter into his ears is that not amazing yes so there again you see david's continuous communication with god you can never separate a person's greatness from his prayer life. Yes. Like the Queen of England said, What I fear is the prayers of John Knox. I don't fear anything, but I fear his prayers when he starts to pray. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. So God is doing that powerfully. Pray. Verse 8 how to be a senior pastor, a head pastor. Now, the earth shook and the foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was rough. Now, God is responding to the prayers of David. Verse 9. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. He's talking about God. These are mysteries. And he rode upon a cherub. David was praying and did fly. And he was seen upon the wings of the wind. And he made darkness pavilions round about him. Dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven and the Most High uttered his voice. This is in response to David crying out to God. And he sent out arrows and scattered them. May God send out arrows and scatter your enemies and lightning and discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared and the foundations of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord and at the blast of the breath of his nose. So God sneezes. And then that's the end of you. One sneeze and your enemies are scattered in the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you there? Are you ready for God to sneeze on your enemies? He'll just blow his nose. Hmm. And that's the end of you. Corona. It (laughs) coronized you. (laughs) (laughs) A sneeze of God. (laughs) Taking you up. Amen. Amen. Is it amazing? amazing. Yes. Now we come to the next section of this beautiful psalm. Again, he starts with how God saves a head pastor in verse 17. It says, he sent from above. He took me and he drew me out of many waters. So, there are many things that can finish you off, drown you in the ministry. Huh? Many what? Waters Waters. But God is going to keep you in the waters. All right? Are you excited about this message? Now, being a head pastor is about overcoming many, many, many things. Being kept by God. Waters, floods of ungodly men. And He sent from above and he took me. So, God will send help from above. That's, that's, so, everything, as you can see, everything is pointing to you becoming more spiritual, yeah. more connected to God than ever before. Yeah. Yes. He sent from where? Above. above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. Sending from above. Angels from above. Supernatural help from above. God fighting for you. God fighting for you. God doing things on your behalf. He delivers you. And verse 15, verse 18. He delivered me from my strong enemy. Amen. There are some enemies that are strong. So David is here summarizing his ministry. And what is he saying? He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them that hated me. For they were too strong for me. They were too strong for me. Yeah, too strong. They were too strong for me. May God save you from all those that hate you. May God save you from an enemy that is stronger than you. Yes, from my strong enemy. So, this is the song you'll be singing at the end of your life and your ministry. You'll be singing, He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them that hated me. It was too strong. When we say too strong, it means it's too much. There are some things that are too much. You don't even know what to do. I've been there in the darkness where I didn't know when the day would come. I've been there. I've been there when it was too much. Too much. I've been there where if I knew how to drink, if I knew how to drink, I would have started drinking. Yes, I've been there before. I don't, know, I don't know how to drink. I've never drank alcohol before. I don't know how to... I don't know... I don't know what it, what it does. I don't know which one to get. <laughs> but I've been there where if I knew how to do it, I'm sure I would have. Yes. I've been there before. Yes. He delivered me from my strong enemy. And from them that hated me. But they were too strong for me. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a problem, but this one is too much. Yes. I've been there. I've been there where I cried and I called for my mother. As a grown-up. I said, my mother, I remember when my mother held me like a, a baby. In the ministry. Yes. I've cried and called for my mother before. Yes. I've called for my mother to come and carry me. Yes. When you are summarizing your ministry one day, you'll be surprised you, you say such words. Yes. Because it was only my mother's love that I, I felt the, the love that my mother had for me when I was a little boy. That was the only love that I needed it was too much. <laughs> I've been there. I've been in the darkness, where the darkness was so dark that you couldn't see your hand. Yeah, I've been there. David said he delivered me from my strong enemy, and from them that hated me, for they were it was too much. It was too strong for me. Are you listening to me? Yeah. They prevented me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord was my stay. The Lord sustained me. The Lord sustained me. He brought me forth also into a large place. And He delivered me because He delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands. has he recompensed me. David is summarizing what it means to be a head pastor. So you, you need your hands to be clean. Yes. Your hands to be clean. If your hands are not clean, you cannot sing this song. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and I have not wickedly departed from my God. There is a way you can wickedly depart from God as a pastor. But David said, I have not wickedly departed from my God. (laughs) There are many wicked departures from God. As for his statues, I did not depart from them. I always ask What verse is that? What scripture? What what verse is governing what we are doing? I was also upright before him. And I've kept myself from my iniquity. Are you listening to me? Yes. Verse 25. Therefore, the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness and according to my cleanness in his eyesight. So, you must be clean. One day, Benihin took a, a lady, but he said he was going to be belavedose. And when they he was moving with the girl and it was revealed to him. He said, Ah, you are not clean. <laughs> you are not clean. I always remember he was preaching. He said, No, no. I said she was not clean. No. And he changed his mind. I said, I don't, I don't like you again. He said, suddenly he changed. The girl said, oh, You have changed. What is it? You have become cold. He said, No, 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 you are not clean. You are not clean. The Lord has compensated me according to my cleanness in his eyesight. Do you understand the message I'm preaching from the Bible? I'm reading verses from the Bible to you. The head pastor with the merciful thou will show thyself merciful. That's why a head pastor must be very merciful. You know, God will never raise you high until you are merciful. Because you can't do too much wickedness when you are high. You need to be merciful if you are high. You need to be merciful. He says, with the merciful, thou will show thyself merciful. And with the upright, thou will show thyself upright. Amen. Are you with me? With the pure thou will show thyself pure. And with the froward, thou wilt show thyself unsavory. With the afflicted people, thou wilt save. But thine eyes are upon the haughty or the proud, that thou mayest bring them down. So, a head pastor must strive not to be haughty. Because God's eyes are upon the big people who are haughty to bring them down. Don't listen to the praises of men. People are praising you. They are praising you as a king of hearts. As an achiever of nothing. I can't think of any man of God in the world Today, Who has done so much for God that you deserve to be praised at this time? At this time, where we are now. Look at how, how things have become in the church. Huh? My eyes are upon the haughty to bring them down. God keep us humble. Pray to be clothed with humility. Amen. Verse 29. For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. Is it not fantastic? Are you excited by this amazing? Why don't you sing for us?
3: Thou so hast delivered me From the strivings of my people Thou hast kept me to be the head of the heathen A people which I knew not shall serve me
1: Thou hast kept me to be the head
3: Strangers shall submit themselves unto me. As soon as they hear, they shall obey me. The strangers shall fade away. They shall be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth and blessed be my rock. Exalted be the God, the rock of my salvation. Mm, My rock. It is God that avengeth me. God will avenge you. And bring down the people under Bringeth me forth from mine enemies. He brings us forth. Thou also hast lifted me up on high above them that rose up against me. God lifts you high above those who rise against you. Thou hast delivered me from the violence. Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, o Lord. with mercy to his anointing
1: Is saying that the Lord avengeth me, bringeth down the people under me. Wow, is it not amazing? Yes. Where were we? Do you know where we were? Huh? You don't know where we were? We are in the in the Bible. All right. So that song was called. Um, he has made thou has kept me to be the head that's what I call it thou has kept me to be the head it's from verse 44 so I want her to sing another one and then we'll be closing but that is going to be he drew me out of many waters that is from verse 17 he drew me out of many waters It's, it's right there you can read it you can sing along
3: He took me. He drew me out of many waters. Mm. He delivered me from my strong enemy. Beautiful. From them that hated me, for they were
1: too strong for me. Is it not beautiful God will take you from what is too much for me for you?
3: He brought me
1: forth into a large place.
3: He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. Have he
1: recompensed me? Beautiful. According to what? The cleanness of your hands has he recompensed you. You must have clean hands. He that has clean hands shall work stronger and stronger. Carry on.
3: For I have kept the ways of love. Not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me. All his judgments. As for his statutes, I did not depart from them.
1: Wow. Are you going to depart from the statutes of the Lord? Beautiful.
3: I was also upright before him. Myself from mine iniquity. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me. The Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness in his sight. Mm. Beautiful. With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful. With the upright man Thou wilt show thyself upright mm. With the pure Thou wilt show thyself pure And with the froward Thou wilt show thyself unsavory mm. Glory be to the Father and to the sun, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and never shall.
1: presence. And I believe that we have already had so much and we have enough meat to carry us how to be a head pastor. So, God willing, we continue on how to be a head pastor. Revival at seven next week because it goes on and on and on. Amen. Do you want to be a head pastor? Yes. All these are out of becoming a head pastor. Are you changing your mind? Yes, Assistant is fine. Yes, <laughs> Hallelujah. I want us to give an offering. Amen. <laughs> and um, every, every giving. I want us to give an offering, a special revival at seven offering. You know, for us to be able to have a beautiful program like this. For you to watch where you are. So many people are watching all over the place. And God is blessing us. So I want you to take out something. If you are in Ghana, I want about a thousand people to give a hundred CDs. Wow. Give a hundred CDs as your special offering. Don't say the church doesn't need it. When you talk like that, I don't like it. It's not nice to speak in that way. God wants to use you to help the work of God that we can carry on. Amen. Carry on and on and on and on. God wants to use us and bless us mightily. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them that hated me. One day you'll be able to say these words with strength. Father, thanks for your great blessing that you give to us today in the mighty name of jesus bless everyone that is giving touch our hearts in jesus name amen all right now to give the offering we're gonna have another song and i want our <laughs> sister Jolene who's gonna sing you know how many know that love is a beautiful thing and one of the important things about love is the way you love. The way you love. The way you, <laughs> the way you, the way you like somebody. Yes. The style with which you like and love. But people have all kinds of love. Like there are people who love and part of their love is to betray you. Is part and parcel of the love. Yes. Part of the way of loving is to say nothing or do nothing. Mr. Doolittle. Some men love you by being looked after. Look after me. It's my love language. As you look after me, it means I love you. That's how they love. (laughs) And some people love you you know by just looking at you with their eyes. So we need to learn the love the way that somebody feels love all right so our new song is called i like the way you like me <laughs> i like the way you like me like i realize that you like me and i like your style like the way you like me is something that i like yo yo what does that mean It's it's fancy for yes, okay. Yo, yo. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I like the way you like me. Let's welcome Jolin.
2: The way you like me. The way you like me totally disarms me. I can see that you really love me. I can see the love of God in your eyes. The scripture says. the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God, and as long as Uzziah sought the Lord, God made him to prosper, Uzziah fought against the enemies, he broke down the woe. Not too young Too young to reign for you I want to reign As a king for Jesus Jesus I am ready To be a priest for you Thank you for calling me For calling me so young i ready for you waiting ready for you When I'm just 16 Come on ready for you Waiting for you when i'm just 16. i'm past 16 now i don't want to waste my life doing all sorts of things with my body i heard of Uzziah the little boy who became a king i want to work for jesus from 16 just like Uzziah the young king you can use me, Jesus, who yeah, to work for you, yeah, yeah. I know that I'm not too young, too young to reign for you. I want to reign as a king for Jesus. Jesus, I am ready to be a priest for you. Thank you for calling me for calling me so young raining for you, raining for you when i am just 16 are you ready to rain, raining for you raining for you when i am just 16 ¡ Oh Yeah! raining for you, raining for you when i am just 16 raining for you, raining for you when i am just 16 Mama. for you yeah. I know that I'm not too young too young to rain for you I wanna rain as a king for Jesus Jesus I am ready to be a priest for you thank you for calling me for calling me so young Reigning for you raining for you when I'm just 16 Come on, raining for you, raining for you when I'm just sixteen. Oh yeah, raining for you, raining for you when I'm just sixteen. Oh, raining for you, raining for you when I'm
0: just sixteen. Come on. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.